The church of Jesus Christ that we're all a part of, the church offers us power. You can, of course, become a a priest, get elected to be a bishop, and uh, work your way up into the Vatican, and and there you're going to have maybe some institutional power, but that's not the power I'm talking about. I'm talking about a different, a much better power. The church that we are a part of offers us the power to make a real difference, to make a lasting change in the world, the power to change hearts, to change lives for the better. An easy example of this power demonstrated in our midst is Mother Teresa of recent memory, Saint Teresa of Calcutta, and how she, who had by the world's standards very little reason to be respected and was listened to by the whole world. Even here in the United States, she was given a platform to speak. She spoke on the horrors of abortion, and so many hearts were moved. So many minds were changed because of her power, not from any platform other than her holiness, her closeness to Jesus Christ, her following the church. She had this power to influence the world, but not just the great saints, but also think of the power that a man or woman might have over his or her employees if they are close to the Lord, if they're kind and gentle and good and show these fruits of the Spirit. Think of the power to change hearts that a spouse might have over children, over a wife or husband, the power to change hearts and bring others closer to the Lord. So if you would like this power yourselves, if you'd like the power to make a real difference in others' lives in the world, then I invite you to listen once more to what Jesus says to you and me today. For he shows us that this is the church's very mission, to transform and change the world, one heart at a time, one soul at a time. And Jesus shows us how to go about this mission of the church, how to be successful. There are three main pieces of advice that Jesus offers you and me in the gospel today. Three, and the first of which is the importance of community, of the fact that we cannot do it alone. So notice when Jesus sends out his 72 disciples, he does it in pairs. We can't do it alone. The Lord calls us to embark on this mission of the church, of transforming the world, of changing hearts, influencing people for the better, he calls us to do it as a community, of leaning on one another, of getting the emotional support, spiritual support from one another, of being open and honest with one another. Maybe the Lord is inviting you in a deeper way to enter into some community here in this parish. This summer, we have our Walking with Purpose summer series, and our Men of Mercy group is also starting up their summer series this Saturday as well. We need community, and the Lord provides opportunities for this to go about this mission of transforming the world. So community is one. We can't do it alone. The second is prayer. Jesus says to these disciples, ask the master of the harvest to send out more laborers. He told them to ask. He could have asked himself, but he wanted his disciples to do this. This is prayer, asking the master of the harvest, God, for anything that is needed in our ministry of transforming the world. Prayer is a theme throughout the Bible, but especially in the gospel, constantly we are reminded, told, that we need to pray if we are to have success in anything we do, but especially in this ministry of the world, of changing the world. When it comes to making real change, prayer is essential. Praying for ourselves and asking others to pray for us, including the saints. Community, prayer, and then the last thing is Jesus says to these disciples, 
Don't worry about bringing a money bag or a walking stick. Just wear the cloak on your back. And what he's saying here is to live with simplicity. It doesn't mean that we have to give everything away and live bare bones. Some are called to that. But all of us as disciples, all of us are asked to live with a certain simplicity of heart, simplicity in our lives, a certain poverty of our spirits. At least one reason for this is because the Lord knows about credibility. The Lord knows that people will notice if we derive our happiness from, say, our wealth or from the things that we own, nice cars or nice houses. If we derive our happiness from those things primarily, then it means that I don't ultimately trust God to make me happy. People can notice that and see that, and we lose all credibility. If we want to persuade others, show others that Jesus Christ is the light and the life, we have to have a sense of detachment from this world and trust that Jesus Christ can make us ultimately happy. Simplicity of life, community, and prayer. These are the three counsels our Lord Jesus gives us today as we seek to change hearts and change the world. Now we hear that these 72 disciples, they practiced these things. They listened to Jesus. And what do we hear? That they return rejoicing. Rejoicing because they made a difference. They changed people's hearts and lives. They had the power to change lives by introducing Jesus to them. They had the power to heal. Heal mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sometimes physically. Power to heal. And we even hear they had the power to combat spiritual forces authority over those forces which want division and bitterness and hate. We, as part of the church, the disciples of Jesus Christ, have power even over that. This is the power that Jesus gives to his church, the power he gives to you and me. So stay close to him, who is the source. Stay close to his church, which is the instrument he uses to bring us this power. And then rejoice as he transforms the world one heart at a time through you and me.